Well, hey friends, got a statistic for you. 88% of women 50 and older are unhappy with the size or shape of their body. Is that hard for you to believe? <laughs> it's not hard for me to believe. I'm definitely in that camp. So I wanted to look a little bit about what causes that. How do we get to that point? And it actually seems to get worse as we get older. What is the impact of that? And then how are we going to turn that frown upside down on our body image? We're going to talk about that today. Welcome to Badass Midlife, a podcast for women in midlife where we talk about past hangups, regrets, guilt, and how the ups and downs have made us into the resilient women we are today. We talk about what to let go of, how to move on, and how to do your midlife like a badass. Enjoy the show. Okay, ladies, so I really loved t- doing the research on this um, This topic for me is almost like a pain point. <laughs> I, Since I had my total hysterectomy a few years ago, um, almost 10, I think, or maybe a little bit more, everything changed with my body and my already sort of fractured body image uh, just seemed to be on uh, the fast track uh, down to uh, Schittsville. I mean, it just got worse. Every single thing changed. And I was one of those people that, you know, if I had things that I was feeling good about, I could actually pump myself up and be like, yeah, you know, maybe my thighs aren't great. Um, but I got great skin and um, whatever. When I work out, I can actually see muscle tone and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm to the point where I can't find a lot of sustainable, good, positive body image conversation. And I don't think I'm the only one, but I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta do something about this because as I've said, I got four daughters and I really don't want to be this person that just, um, you know, kind of has this poo-poo attitude about their body. Um, because, I mean, what's the point? Here we are, you know, we're in midlife. I don't want to spend so much of my time thinking about that, but just to be totally transparent, and yes, I know that I'm a life coach and I talk about this to people all the time, I actually do better talking to other people about it than I do to myself so and I think that's really common in a lot of uh, jobs like you hear that uh, financial planners aren't always the best with their money and um, you know physicians can't heal themselves sometimes but I I don't know this is just a, a spot for me that I just really struggle with so kind of made a promise that I was gonna really try to not make it a topic of my conversation very often when I'm around my girls, but not just for them, because when we talk about something, there we are planting that seed in our brain about it. And there it is at the front all the time. So anyway, so the things that create your body image, we're going to talk about that kind of where that comes from the two biggest contributors what it does to us and then how we're going to change our thinking on that. So when it comes to body image, think about the different things that create that image. And it's not just what you think, which is just, 
here's what I see when I look in the mirror. Okay, that's the visual body image. This is what I see when I look in the mirror. I don't like it. Uh, nothing is going to look good on this because of this bulge on, you know, these bulges and all that. And so that one, we kind of understand. The problem is when we get into some of the other uh, modalities of, of what create the body image. So the mental aspect of it is then what you begin to believe. So if I look in the mirror and I look at my body and I say, I don't like this larger than I would like body. I don't think it looks great. Then the more I say that, what I start to believe is something negative. I believe this body isn't good. This body is not working. There's something bad. There's something negative. Now it's in the mental capacity. Now it's like, this is a thought. This isn't just what I see. Now it's starting to become what I think. Well, then we know thoughts become feelings, right? So then there's the emotional piece. How does that make you feel? How does that thought of negative feeling about your body, that negative idea, how does that make you feel? For me, it makes me sort of feel isolated. It makes me feel a little bit depressed, gives me some anxiety, um, makes me feel like, why can't I do this? Why can't I stick to whatever I need to stick to to make this better? And so it frustrates me. Uh, I don't have a great, uh, I'm not proud of myself. I'm not proud of myself at all. Um, it, it impacts a lot of things that the decisions I make about even going places and that I hate that that's the one that my girls hate the most because I have come to realize that there have been times that I say no to plans because I don't want to deal with the idea of looking in the mirror and trying something on and just not liking how it looks and then I'm thinking of yeah but the other people that are going to go are going to look great I'm going to look like shit and all I have is this outfit, it's the one go-to black thing I wear all the time. I'm sick of it. I'm just going to say no. And that has happened before. I've gotten better because this is a work in progress. Um, but that becomes what happens. It's It becomes very emotional. It's no longer just what I see in the mirror. And it's no longer just that I think I look larger than I want to be. It's this feeling now. And it creeps into all other areas then there's the kinesthetic it's like how does my body feel well if you think that you're just going to be able to think these negative things about your body and then start to feel dumpy about it uh, it's going to affect how your body moves because when we're feeling down about stuff you know that it doesn't inspire movement right it's like the opposite of a body in motion stays in motion. A body that is sedentary or that we've convinced ourselves isn't good, we don't want to move it. And when we do move it, we got, ooh, ah, you know, <laughs> this hip hurts. I've started having hip pain out of the blue. Like, how old am I? And so the kinesthetic then has an impact on it because you're like, why is this hurting now? Not only do I not like it, 
Is it making me anxious and keeping me isolated? Now, when I move it, I'm frustrated because where did this pain come from? You know, and it's just disheartening because then you just really start to look at where am I going in midlife? Do I think this is going to get better? Because it's not right unless we take the steps and then the final contributor is what is the historical information that has been downloaded in your mind about body size now for us i think when we go back a few decades uh, women weren't as big and as um, careless about their bodies as they seem to be as of late women in middle age so we have had this movement to good health, but throughout the history of our lives, we haven't seen a lot of really accurate, uh, positive um, people in our, in our age demographic. So when I think back to, uh, let's say, late 70s, 80s, and all that, Jane Fonda and all that, that was kind of when things started to turn. When we could be like, oh, um, our bodies are a thing that we can actually begin to love and we can love that it's strong and we can make it be fit and all these other things. And so it started, it started for us, but then we were sold such a bag of shitty goods for so long. When you think about what you hear now about diet and exercise, our age group has heard everything everything we've heard fat makes you fat remember susan powder with the white spiky hair fat makes you fat okay we just found out that's totally wrong right we need to have a lot of carbs carbs in the morning grains great way to start the day wrong again can't do that that's not a great way to start the day sugar is a problem if you do that then you have that crash at 11 another bag of shit like what so many things that we were told are wrong then you get into menopause years midlife and after you've heard for all of these years that you need to uh, work out for 45 minutes or an hour. You need to get your heart rate up. You need to do um, cardio. You know, cardio is the ticket and all this. Now we come to find out that actually what's better for us is some consistent cardio, but more so weight training, load-bearing exercise, weights, working on the muscle. Oh, man, seriously? So if you're like me and you have felt already like, okay, what the hell? When I hear new things, it just, it's even more frustrating. And it, it almost validates like, well, no wonder I'm here. My body just has been going through all these different trials. And now it's just like, screw you. I'm unplugging from all the shit you're telling me and I'm just gonna stay right where I am. And that's kind of where I feel I am now. And that's what I think happens a lot in midlife. We kind of stay stuck. So I went to see a doctor not too long ago about it. And I said, I have tried a lot of things. I've done the high intensity for 
15 minutes daily because I heard that, then I started doing the weight training, and then I do a walk at least five days a week. Not a long one, like 30 to 40 minutes. And I said, I don't see anything. Like, I don't see a change. Do I feel better? I do, but I mean, let's be real. If if we're gonna do that, yeah, of course we wanna feel better, yes. But I wanted to also look a little bit smaller. It's like, I'm doing all this work, right? And then, like I said, after the hysterectomy, and in menopause, fat distribution changes. So for me, it wasn't even that it was just larger. It was like, what is this shape? What, what, what is happening? So anyway, mentioned to the doctor, I feel like, I don't know if this is a thing, but I said, like I'm at a set point, like my body has just reached a set point. And he was like, yeah. And I'm thinking, um, that's it yeah <laughs> like that's what you're gonna tell me but apparently that actually happens and it becomes a little bit harder as we get older so anyway I'm trying to get off of that path that mindset I don't believe that it has to be that way um, but a body image just like so many other things it's just always changing as our body changes so with age and with comments, right, one little comment can change the way you feel about your body on that given day. One, oh my gosh, have you lost weight? Or, oh my gosh, I love the way those pants look. Or, I love that style of whatever, right? One thing can just really pump us up. It's not unusual and it's not that we're shallow. Let's face it everybody likes to get some positive feedback and in an area like that where we need it of course it's going to make us feel good so our body image is going to be fluctuating just as other things fluctuate the comments um, our environment and all that so the two things that are the biggest contributors are sort of the sort social norms right so what we see um, out in the world on tv in commercials social media it generally doesn't look like most women in our age group they it just doesn't it's getting better you start to see a little bit more realistic size models which i think is nice um, but because we have such a long history of not seeing that it's kind of already hardwired in our brain that this isn't the normal size that quote normal is what what i want to say like a size eight okay like if i'm going to say what's a normal size um based on everything i see for women in midlife i'm going to say i think what they're trying to portray and what they have been trying to basically burn into our brain is that a size eight is quote normal okay so there's that that always um, stays in there as what we have as our set point because everything that we see or have seen historically has planted that in there so we have to overcome that which is hard and then we have to deal with the physical changes so it's not enough right that we've been sold this bill of goods and we have to think about it but we have standard weight gain when we get to a certain point in midlife it happens to 90 percent of women 
gain an average of about eight pounds as they start to go through midlife and menopause. Our skin looks different. It starts to sag and lose elasticity. The fat distribution, like I talked about, I did not know that. When I started seeing that change, I was like, what in the world? Who is this person I'm looking at? I've never had this exact kind of situation when I've gained weight ever. It looks completely different. And that's a fact. It does. Menopause changes the fat distribution. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that all these things contribute to kind of this negative body image, body loathing, just things that just feel terrible and distort the perception of our shape. You start to convince yourself that other people have it figured out. Just like so many areas in life we're like, man, she really has it figured out. She has her shit together. She cares about her body. Her body is taking care of her. It's responding to what she does. And we are preoccupied with our own dissatisfaction with it. And we can feel shame, a little bit self-conscious, anxious, and it just, it's just something that has such an impact on an emotional level for us. So a lot of people I talk to are, they're sad, you know, they're depressed. That leads to them, like I said, staying more low energy. Um, they have uh, sleep problems. Um, they, it, what's more common in menopause, that part, and I definitely have that too, sleep problems, sadness, you know, those things that kind of seem to get exacerbated when we already are dealing with, um, you know, that feeling, that feeling of I'm, I don't feel great about my body. So now I'm going to have less energy. I'm not going to sleep well. I'm just having that, that overall, uh, sense of sadness, it can create anxiety. For me, uh, that definitely happens. I get, like I said, anxious when I have to think about what I'm going to put on this body of mine sometimes. It's like, I don't even want to think about it. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to look in the mirror and take this off and change in and out of that. And that gives me a little bit, I'm not going to say like I'm sitting there being like a ball of nerves, but I'm just like, it's frustrating and it kind of makes me anxious. Um, and which leads me to, like I said, be socially a little bit more isolated, which I do not need. I do not need to do that. I'm already a person that is just totally fine staying at home. But because I'm in a badass midlife journey, I'm taking you with me and we're going to work through these little things because I feel like there's a lot of us out there kind of having the same issues um, start to isolate because of that negative self-image and then I do feel ashamed because then again I'm not okay I'm not okay with how I feel I'm a little bit disappointed I'm not going to say disgusted because that's going a little bit too far but I'm disappointed I'm like why do I have the ability to fix my mind on something and do it but when it comes to this exact thing I can't pull my shit together and do it I can't stick to it because it's not working and so I give up now when I think about other areas of my life am I just giving up some stuff's really hard I've had to learn a lot of stuff 
even just with my writing and this podcast. And I have a a full-time job that I enjoy and I'm busy all the freaking time. Am I just giving up on the other stuff that I have to do because what? Because I'm stressed because of my job and all these things I'm learning. I don't give up on stuff. But this is an area where we kind of start to feel like we're just going to throw in the towel. Leads to low self-esteem. All the things. This is just, to me, an isolated area. I can look at all the other areas of my life and feel like, okay, I mean, this is changing, but it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go around this way, or I'm going to handle it like this. I always have a solution. And for this, there's the food, there's the movement, there's the acknowledging of the changes, there's the changing what's been um, sort of uh, hardwired in our minds, there's a lot of steps. And even when you know exactly what you need to do, it's just for some reason it becomes more difficult than anything else. Even though somebody literally gives you a roadmap and says, here's the way. Why does it not work sometimes? What is the missing piece? So my goal for today and then for you And also, I'm doing this with you. Like I said, we're going to talk about uh, body image a lot. But today, I just wanted to talk about what we can do going forward to start to make this not a negative burden to us. What are some of the paths and tactics that we can use to not let this idea stop us dead in our tracks and cause those feelings of depression, anxiety, Uh, low energy, isolation, those things like that. So there's three things, right? And you're going to hear them and you're going to be like, oh my God, this is the same three bullshit steps for everything else that we do. But yes, but if you don't commit, you're not, you're never going to get past it. And the whole basis of these three things is that you have to focus on yourself in order to get past it. You can't continue to stay all spread out across all of the other things, the obligations, the priorities. You can't stretch yourself over all those things. Give your body image and your health and well-being of your body Uh, the same amount that you give everything else and expect that it's going to change. So imagine that everything else is great on your body and you have just this one thing that you had to fix. Then you would go right to that thing and you'd say, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to fix. And here's how I'm going to do it. When it's our entire body, and we feel like it's it's the shape, it's the skin, it's the hair getting thinner, uh, it's the fat distribution, it's the tiredness. I mean, it's so many things that it's almost like I can't, I can't bite off all this stuff and try to get to it. But it's really not 
all of them. It's one thing that needs to change, and that is the focus needs to be on your self-care. So first of all, we're going to talk about loving. Got to love. Look at the entire aspect of your body. Look at your hands, hair, your eyes. Look at your body in a different way than you have before. Where I live, it's going to start to get warmer now. I have skin that's nice and then in the sun it gets nicer looking and I'm just like, okay, I start to feel good about that part. So look at the things, kind of isolate them and look at them alone and say, okay, I like this. This is going to, this is going to look, start to look really nice here pretty soon. Um, You know, you go to somebody new that takes care of your hair and it starts to look healthier and then you can really appreciate it and look at that and say, Ooh, I kind of like this hair. It looks healthy. It looks shiny. She recommended to use this kind of stuff on it, and now it feels so much better. And you just isolate different things, and you start to love them. Don't cover up when you're getting dressed. When you're putting clothes on, and you put things that are going to cover your ass, like I do, you are already saying to yourself, and to the world, I have to hide that. It's so disgusting. It's so despicable that even though it's clothed, I can't let anyone see it. I do that a lot. That's not loving. That's not loving yourself. And the reason that happens to me a lot is because quite frankly, I don't have things that fit me exactly right. So That goes back to, again, yourself. Why is that? Why don't I have things that fit me in a way that I can be fine with just not putting a long sweater over it? Now it's going to be like it's going to be 80 degrees today. What am I going to start doing now? I can't put a sweater on. The idea is when you care about yourself and you love what it is that you have, you will spend time on it. So if I love myself, that means I'm going to take a little bit of time and I'm going to go and I'm going to spend a few hours getting the exact best pants, jeans, shorts, whatever, whatever. And I'm going to commit to it and they're going to get me through because I'm going to get a good quality. I'm going to get, they're going to fit right. If they need to be tailored or hemmed, I'm going to get that done. But I'm going to spend time to get the ones that fit so I don't have to have that feeling. So you, it's easier to love yourself when you're able to take little steps and really get to the root of it and say, well, why do I do that? Well, I cover my body and I put layers on because obviously things don't fit right. So make them fit right. It doesn't mean that you have to keep squeezing into things or wearing clingy things that accentuate things you don't. Switch it up, which is what I've committed to do. I got rid of things that uh, weren't quality, first of all. 
and that just didn't fit right that made me feel not great when I wore them, which led to all of that avalanche of other feelings. So if that means I got to go from a 10 to a 12 or a 12 to a 14, whatever your sizes are, then do it. Because just that one move of actually having clothes that fit that you feel good about walking around in is going to inspire other positive feelings. They fit, right? So now let me get a really cute top and let me get some shoes that are great with it or some accessories that make a little pop. It just has to start with you loving the things that you see that are great and not going down that hole. So self-love, right? And then obviously the self-care. Like I said, the lotion, the creams, whatever you need for your hair, do things to pamper your body and really, really uh, love it in a way that makes you appreciate the things that are wonderful about it. Because there are so many things. I mean, when you face it, just face it. Look at how blessed and how many great things that you have on your body that you just take for granted because we're just so hyper-focused on the things that are not perfect. So care for it, right? Be gentle with it. Don't have these harsh words. You carry that around, that's toxic. No one has a perfect body. When you think about, you hear about stories about supermodels and the things that they do because they just complain and you're like honestly are you seriously going to complain about your body but that just proves that no one is happy that we all find the flaw even those people that you would say wow I mean there's not an ounce of fat on you they see the flaw so now that you know that it's everybody it's like okay well then what do I need to do love love the things that are great love your body care care for care for it in a way that you've never looked at it before so not just the the things that you've done in the past but think of other things if you're not a person that gets a massage get one occasionally that's caring for your body and that's important and then the final piece is the self-talk. So what is it that you are telling yourself about your body? We talked about this earlier. We're never, ever going to start feeling better about it until we get to a point where we can say nice things. We have to change the dialogue, change what it is that we're telling ourselves about our body, even though we've had so much of the negative conversation and it's been part of our, just part of our normal thought process for so many years. But now we're going to switch up the talk, right? We're going to switch up the self-talk to something positive. Yes, my body is a little bit older, but that's, that's beautiful in its way. I'm aging. This is what I have become. Think of it as here's where I have gotten here's where this body has gotten me and isn't it amazing 
say nice things about yourself. That inner critic has said the same old shit to you for so many years. You may not go as far as, as to say, I hate my body, but I have said that before. Not happy, not proud of it. This is sagging here. I got lines here. This is yuck. I can't, I could never wear that. Those are all things that as you say them, those are getting wired into your thoughts and your and your beliefs and then everything that you do then feels like you're going downhill so the things that you say imagine you're saying them to one of your kids and just think i can't do this anymore i can't think bad thoughts say negative things and then expect that i'm going to show up in the world as this confident, well-dressed uh, baller of a midlife woman that's going to have some fun. Of course you're not. Because in your mind, you've already set the stage in the morning before you've even left your house. That you're not like everyone else. That there's a flaw. There's, there's something that you are a few steps back from everyone else. Okay? Stop challenge those thoughts instead of why can't I be like that you say I'm much older so of course my body isn't going to look like that but for where I am right now I love it it's beautiful it's brought me to here to this point in my life and I'm going to take care of it and love it and appreciate it so if there's one overall message it is you have to be the focus in your conversation with yourself in your caring for yourself in your love for yourself we can't just spread ourselves so thin that we're caring and loving and talking positive thoughts to everyone else we have to flip the script now now it's time to turn some of that energy to ourselves so that we can actually have the feelings and go into the world the way that we should, which is with a really positive body image that we put beautiful clothes on, that we fit and get exactly uh, tailored to, to fit us, that we are confident in, that we walk into a room. You know when you feel good. And it's when your clothes fit and it's when they're in colors that you love and you feel so good when your shoes are comfortable. You shouldn't be pulling and tugging and scratching. You shouldn't be doing any of that. When your clothes fit, they fit. You shouldn't even feel them. So if part of that negative image comes because things are uncomfortable and you have to unbutton your pants, you know, in the middle of dinner, and then on the drive home, you're like, oh my God, well, that, those pants don't fit. That's not really supposed to happen. You're supposed to be comfortable. So why on earth is that is that hard? Get the next size of pants, ladies, and let's go live our lives. So here are the badass bullet points. Our bodies are different. We're not the same as we were then. So we have endured a lot of physical and emotional changes in the decades that we've lived. And we should just stop beating ourselves up about it. Start turning the focus into our own well-being point two 
self-talk, self-care, self-love. We're going to focus on ourselves inward, not spreading out all those um, care tactics to other people and the people in our lives. But we're going to start focusing on ourselves. Just do one little thing differently. Say something positive to your body today, whether it's, oh, I have great skin. Oh, my hair looks great. Um, whatever it is, these pants happen to look great. I love this color on me. Change the talk, change the care, add something into your routine that makes you really love. Like this is the best body scrub and cream, whatever. It just feels amazing. And you're going to start to talk a different talk to yourself. And then love yourself. Wherever you are, love yourself. You're setting an example, not just for the young women in your life, but other women around you. We have to stop being negative and stop focusing on weight and our body image because there's just so much more to life. My sister and I talk about this probably every single time we're together in some way. Oh, I started eating this. Oh, did you hear she's taking this? I want to get it. We're so guilty of that. And sometimes it's as simple as making a couple little changes, either in the way we talk, the way we care for our body, or the way we actually love it. And then point three is that the body image things that we say, like everything else that we do over and over, it's a habit now. We have a habit of this negative self-image and this negative talk. And friend, that is a habit I'm committed to break and I want to take you with me. We're going to focus on fun and love and really cherishing where we are right now in our lives and start having a blast. There's just so much more to us and to our lives than this poo-poo negative body image talk. So I hope that resonated with someone today. Hope you have a great day and I'll talk to you next time.